Texas Toast podcast is brought to you commercial free thanks to TSC Entertainment. I call him the ride. Go ahead, put it on real tight. Hope you brought your best tonight. They say they got the fireworks, yeah, they say they got the show. Here around the shoots, you're the best, so let's go. This is Texas Toast, a production of TSC Entertainment. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. Welcome to the Texas Toast. I'm Miss Helen, along with an artist that I go way back to the beginning with. Hello, my old friend, Rich O'Toole. How are you? How are you doing, Helen? Thanks for having me on your podcast. Well, I'm so glad I ran a little bit behind. We were down doing water yoga, so literally I'm still drying off. So this is pure Matagorda <laughs> Helen right here. This is how we roll. What is what is water yoga? I thought yoga and Matagorda where you just like passed out drunk in weird positions. Well, we actually do drunk yoga sometimes. <laughs> it's probably more relaxing. <laughs> no, we switch over to the water yoga once a week during the summer, but I prefer the mat yoga. But anyway, you might even remember Christy and Clay Bishop from down here, our fire chief. And yeah, I remember yeah. everybody, man. It's been basically it was like a second. Yeah. Home and you came to Matagorda a lot. You and Ichabod used to hang out together. Ichabod. Yeah. Ichabod. You know, the Ichabod uh, DJed my son and daughter-in-law's wedding. I think he DJed everyone's what He was the only DJ in Matagorda. He does so point. good. You know, he goes way back too with me. But it was funny because I, I told him, I said, you need a break. Put on Beach Please and let's dance. He said, I don't know anybody <laughs> that's ever danced to Beach Please. And I said, well, we're going to do it. Okay. Can you see this? <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's way back. Do you remember that? Yeah. RIPCW, man. I'm sorry to hear about him passing. Yes. Bless his heart. Yeah. So let's go back because I still have that particular that was uh, when you came out with 17 and you had Cleveland and Robert E. Lee and Queen of the Misfits. That's still some of my yeah. favorite jam. Yeah, we're re-releasing our first record again soon. We had a song called Robert E. Lee on there. We took it down during the kind of the BLM stuff and just out of respect, you know, because Robert E. Lee. And, uh, so we're going to re-upload it um, back up with that Robert E. Lee on uh, the whole record uh, next month with some live tracks of Queen of the Misfits and uh, some unheard live tracks from like 2014 will be on there as well. So that's awesome. So you've come a long way since um, I kind of lost touch with you. You've released so much music. Your music library is just gigantic these days. Yeah. I, I just, I want to keep just pumping it out. I and mean, I try as much as I can to just keep, keep releasing music. Um, Cause I have a lot to write about, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you know, that's, it's, it's hard now to, too. It's like the music's changed the game. You know, it costs so much money to record something and you're not getting any money back for it. I mean, it's the stupidest investment you can possibly do, you know, yes. to record a really great song is 2,500 bucks to do it the right way. And I won't make that back on with Spotify or Apple music for years. Oh no, not for that nickel dime and no, 99 and cents. And yeah, I can imagine even buying a stock or even buying it's like if you bought a hamburger in a store and they barely gave you a crumb of bread. You're like, I'm never coming back here. But here we are. I have to keep doing it so fans can hear my music and it's for them, you know? So right. um, it's tough, you know? Yeah. I'm on the streets of New York City, too. I'm a part I of shopping. I see that. I'm loving so that. If, it, if it's live, I'm really sorry. No, it's not. It's no, this is okay. awesome. I like it. So you're in New York now. Um, yeah, I just moved up here two weeks ago. I'm apartment shopping and I'm shopping for... To either buy or rent. I don't know. I'm thinking of trying to buy a place just for a better investment. Um, but yeah, I like it here. I like to write here. I love food. I love everything. And so, you know, the city is alive. I can walk out my front door and 
go to my favorite coffee shop and get a bagel and get food and the nightlife and everything. It helps me write as a writer. You know, I want to mm-hmm. keep up music, you know, I mean, being in, I love being in Texas, but there's, you know, unless I'm fishing or like doing something by the water, I really don't, I really don't have a passion there. Uh, and that's kind of why I moved up here. So, but it offends people. People get upset when I'm, when I moved to New York because they're just like, Oh, it's not Texas. Duh, duh, duh. It's like, dude, it's, it's just life. Relax. You don't have to, you know, be in the state your whole life to still release Texas music. I'm a, mm-hmm. I've been there for the first 37 years of my life. Like, we don't want to oh, you've, it. yes, you've put out, you've put out some wonderful Texas music and going back to what year was that when that you started? Uh, I think 2005 okay. or 2006. Yeah. So, so for you've, a while. Been at, you've been at it for a long time and you've had, you've had quite a few number ones on the Texas regional radio report. And even some that didn't go number one, were still charting and that's a heavy chart. And you've played tons of shows in Texas as well. Yeah. I think our stats would be, I think we have four number ones, 23 songs in the top 10 and we've done 1700 shows. So I'm almost like retired. I mean, it's almost exhausting. And that was kind of recently, I don't know if you saw a post, but I just was like, I need a break. I was drinking too much. My anxiety was out of control. My stress is out of control. It's a lifestyle where if you can imagine playing 1,700 shows and every show there's, you know, thousands of people there or even 500 or whatever, and they want to drink after and you got to go to a shitty hotel room. And it just, it was a lifestyle that really caught up to me. Um, and that's why I needed a break. And I'll still tour and I'll still, I'll probably release more music because now I'm not touring because I'll be cranking out a lot of jams. But yeah, I mean, it was something where I just, I put sort of post and I was like, I, I got to get some help and I'm just, I'm worn out. Like it was the stress and fatigue and, and you know, well, good for you. And sometimes you have to check yourself and you come first and you got to take care of yourself. You've put so much into your career and I'm proud of you for stepping up and saying, Hey, cause a lot of people would fight it. They would just ignore it, keep going and rolling with it and then end up in bad places. So good right. for you. So you have a new release, 17 wild horses yeah, and a video. I saw the video. Yeah, Very nice. Yeah. It's a great video. Uh, I think it's at a film festival right now. Waco, they're trying to win an award for it. Um, it's cool. And I think Seven Wild Horses is number 37 on the chart. This yes, week, it's so. charting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, man. I'm, I'm so, so I'm still investing in the game. I'm a, I'm a hard worker. I like to put it out there. I want people to hear it. So, you know, we're still at it. But there ain't no way to stop Riding in this town Should take it hard and drop it Miles and miles around The hardest part She don't know As she rides away again Up and down in the wind She came in like 17 wild horses Back against the way Dragging my heart all over this town Now, for a while, you were in L.A., right? I was, yeah, off and on for like uh, five or six years. Um, that was a good thing for me, too. You know, it was a good break from Texas, and you got to meet a lot of creative people that are in, in film and in music out there. So. And then you've had a couple of good collaborations on one of your CDs with Pat Green and Josh Abbott. Those were nice songs. 
just were, you know, me and Josh became friends early on in our careers and um, working with Pat was an honor because I idolized him. So, you know, it's different and our music's going to continue to change. It won't always, you know, I don't know if our music will always be Texas country. I think the next record I'm writing sounds more of like a Springsteen or it sounds more of like a Bob Dylan-ish type, type writing. As I get older, you know, things change. And so, you know, continue to grow. Right. Right. Well, one thing that you can't deny is that distinctive voice that you have. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a Ronnie Dunn mixed with something. I don't know. But. I've always loved your voice since the first time I heard <laughs> it. So that's the one thing. I mean, there's there's no denying when you hear I was driving down the road listening to something one day, um, listening to one of the Texas radio stations. I was out of town and it was like as soon as the first the, like your voice hit the radio it was like there's rich no yeah. denying that voice <laughs> that's great so, i know <laughs> yeah so what are you looking at as far as future releases it looks like you got a new album coming out is that correct yeah i'm working um you know we'll see if the label wants to do another record i'm signed to an average to average shows they have like montgomery gentry put forward and nashville mm-hmm. they're an amazing record i'm just not sure where, what direction we're going into but um you know and the album I'm writing is very much kind of more rock artistic more forward. So um, it'll be interesting just to get this the same Rich O'Toole stuff because the voice doesn't change, you know? Right, um, right. But it'll, you know, it'll, it'll sound like a Rich O'Toole record. Yeah. So where do you get like your musical inspiration for writing songs? I know you're talking about New York is helping you with coming up with material to write. But like when you first started, how young were you when you wrote your first song? Um, I think I, it was called, it was a song called Blue Eyes. I don't think I've ever told anyone this. I think I was 15 or 16. I just got a guitar and it was, I was, I found the recording. I can't remember and I lost it. It was just sad because like, it'd be so funny to, to hear that my voice was even different there. I didn't really learn to sing until I was like in college and I found my voice really. Um, and it was pretty, it was like blue eyes, like wow, blue bomb. It was like really, really dumb, you know? But um, uh, it made me understand that I was capable of writing a song. And people were like, wow, you're, you're actually a good writer. When I played baseball, I would take a guitar on the bus and I'd, I'd sit there and I'd make fun of the coaches. And it's funny, like one of the coaches pulled me aside and was like, hey, knock it off. But those are actually really good. Those are actually good songs. Like, I know you're making fun of me, but it's like, you're actually, you can, you can write a song. You're a good song. It's like, I, I think so. That's awesome. So in college, I just dedicated my life to it. Started getting a following and whatnot. Yeah. And of course you were at A&M. So you were right yeah. there where a lot of music, you know, a lot of musicians, Texas artists came out of A&M in that area. A lot. I was the first guy to play the Dixie Chicken um, um, after La Love It and Robert O'Keefe. They didn't do it for like 30 years. And I wow. begged them to do it. And they finally let me do it. I just had to do it for free for a while. And then they finally gave me a hundred bucks. And I remember. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. Look at you now. What did you study at A&M? Um, basically whatever the girls I were dating were studying. <laughs> I just wanted to pass the test, but I was a, a communication major uh, with a history minor. My mom begs me to go back for two hours. Cause I, I'm like two hours away from a double major. But uh, yeah, oh, communica- wow. communication and, and history. That'll keep you busy and then music on top of that. So going back to talking about college, I know you grew up in the Houston area, but I can't remember which part. Um, I grew up on the west side. So I went to uh, Stratford High School, you know, Memorial That's and Jerry, right. Memorial Jerry That's Ashford. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the suburbs. You were a Spartan. They're the Spartans, Spartan. right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. So uh, interesting. There was like a poor part and a rich part. And I was in the poor part. My parents were... 
I think they were lower middle class if I had to adjust it at that point. And that, and all my friends were really probably upper upper middle class. And so I kind of grew up like faking like we had money because I just didn't want to not fit in, you know. Um, and that taught me a lot too. That taught me about you know class, and it gave me it gave me a, it gave me a way to like write about people because you know when you see stuff like that, it, it gives you an insight of what life's really like, you know. Well, so happy for all your success. And did I read somewhere, somewhere I saw you had started your own record label at one point? Yeah, with Average Joe's in Nashville, they actually gave my own record label. And we're supposed to be signing a bunch of Texas music acts. But when we when they gave my own label, COVID hit. So for a year, I didn't tour. I didn't sign anybody. I just bought a big house in Nashville. So we, I was just on barbecues and we really weren't even working on it. And I think the option is better is still to sign somebody. It's just so hard right now because of COVID and numbers and whatnot um, that I really couldn't dedicate my time to it. I kind of lost interest after a while just because it was just so hard. COVID really flipped everything upside down, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm still, I basically signed to my own label with average Joe's in Nashville, which is interesting. It's kind of cool. That is very cool. Yeah. So if you were to, let's, let's say that you were going to decide, okay, I'm going to go ahead and recruit and sign someone to this label. What would you look for? Because yeah, we have a lot of up and coming musicians that listen to this podcast. And I think that would be great advice for them. Yeah. You know, something different that I think there's two hats on, there's two hats to wear on that project. I'm, as an artist, of course, I want to sign someone that I think is a really great songwriter that has, you know, is great live and all that. Um, and that's, that's someone that we would sign, um, on the other side of that, something that's different that I see potential in selling, you know, it, it's like, I, I, I like restaurants a lot. I'm, I'm obsessed with food. I know you uh, are. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, obsessed, I'm, I'm sober right now. Um, and I, because I, you know, because I wanted to cure my anxiety. It wasn't like I was an alcoholic. Right. Um, and I plan on, you know, drinking wine again, but as I get older, it's just like my body can't handle it. My mental health can't handle it. But when I go to, I, I've been to a lot of great restaurants. And the wine's amazing. The bread's amazing. The olive amazing. There's no one in there. I, was, I did this two nights ago. Two nights ago, I ate by myself at a restaurant that was just phenomenal. And the owner was like, why do you think no one's in here? And I guess I was like, I can tell you why no one's in here. It, 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 I had the hardest time finding this place. You have no marketing, man. You have the best restaurant, but you have no marketing. And you know, a lot of people hate, hated on Rich O'Toole early on, and they still do, because I kind of knew how to market myself. Yes, you I did. would put a sticker, sticker everywhere. Mm -hmm. I would know how to get in front of people. If I opened up for Randy Rogers, I would give away a thousand CDs instead of trying to sell six. I'd mm -hmm. give away a thousand. So people, everyone, everyone had that 17 record because everyone got it for free. And people hated that. They're like, how much is so records of the merch day when you're just giving away? I was like, well, they're going to hear that. They're going to come buy a $10 ticket from me. And that's what I look for. I look for someone that knows how, that is talented and knows how to market themselves is the, is the, is the key of the music industry. And I can't tell you how many way more talented people there are than me. They just don't know how to market themselves. Yeah. And of course, marketing has changed so much too now with social media from when you first started. Oh my God. Yeah. I was the first guy at A&M with a website. People were shocked. If you can believe that. I was the first guy with a website. I remember wow. I was, it was 2000, 2001. People had websites like Coca-Cola had websites like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like songwriters didn't have websites. So I built this really cool website with this guitar like flipped upside down. And you could see where I was playing in College Station. And I would put richotool.com on every, every bar sticker. And people would go home and Google it. And they're like, yeah, I, I don't know this guy's music, but he's only doing a website. So I can at least track him. You know? And I remember I was one of the first, you know, at a and I was one of the first thousand people that had Facebook. 
when Facebook came out and it was only open, they did some kind of announcement at AM and they said, This is a new thing called Facebook. If you have an AM email address, you can sign up. Remember, Facebook was only allowed to people with a college email address. Exactly. That's where yeah. it started, right? So I was one of the first guys to log in. I really had access to like any name. I could have done Facebook.com slash tacos and i would have got it i mean there was, every, everything was open at that point mm-hmm. i chose i chose oh if you can believe this i chose o rule o-r-u-l-e which is still my my real personal facebook page from the very beginning i was like what an idiot why don't you just do facebook.com slash rich like you would have been the only guy on there with that um so i think i had access to tools early on that, that taught me like okay be in front of the game be in front of the deal like everyone, everyone's got an Instagram, everyone's got Twitter. Find out what the next thing is. If you're in Texas country right now and you want to sell, find out what the next thing that people can really look you up on because mm-hmm. that's where you're going to break. And then, the, you know, like a lot of the co-wetzel stuff like that, I, you know, people will, will want to hate on him, but it's also like, hey man, it's so different. That's why people wanted, they wanted to break from the everyday Texas country, blah, blah, blah. They wanted something different. They were hungry for it and he offered it. And that's the thing we've seen, you know, over all the years since I've been involved with Texas country since the late 90s up till now. It's amazing how it just keeps evolving. And then you'll have a group of artists come through and it's almost like they come through, graduate, move on up. And then you have a new group, you know, in all these years. It's just been so nice to to see the young talent that comes up, the new artists that come up and see them evolve. And that's the ones that are consistent with what they do and hang in there. And, And like you said, know how to market and they have something a little bit different to offer they do yeah and it's like a it's like high school i mean i remember when when i first started it was like me josh abbott mark crow casey donahue mm-hmm. we were like the, we, were, we were the young freshman class and now we're the old guys you know? yes <laughs> now, now we're like this we're like the fifth year seniors now and then there's a this super senior like over the hill crowd like Craiger and Fallon. And right. Rosie. I know. And see, you know? I'm in that, I'm in that age group with brother Kevin and, and <laughs> don't Roger. Feel bad. It's great music, you know, <laughs> but it's, it is, it's, it's great. They're still going. We all, we're all still at it. And, um, but it's, it's crazy because it's like how my kids have grown up. I've almost watched you grow up and I, I look at you and how old are you now? 37. I met you at when I was 22, you know, it's yes, like, I'm yeah. like, how is he 37? Just like, how is my daughter 30 now? <laughs> yeah. That's wild. You look great. Yeah, you, look, you, you look young and great. So oh, thank you. this well. is like absolutely barely any makeup. So <laughs> I was like, I tell Kyle all the time, do we really have to do that YouTube stuff? But oh, well, it is what it is. I know. I know. I feel bad too. Cause usually I always commit to podcasts and I'm so busy. And I'm always traveling that it's like, I'm never at home. And so when I get pops up my calendar, I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, right now you're live from the East village. I love it. You know, that is get, so cool. We can buy heroin right now live. We want to do it. I don't know. We, <laughs> we can figure it out. But, um, you know, that's just like, I always do it in weird places because I'm like, I don't have, a, I don't have an option. I can't just wait at home till three o'clock or two o'clock to do it. You know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you were talking about your love for food because I do follow you on social and you really like your tacos. I do. Yeah, I really do. What's your favorite taco? Oh, you know how that started was I had to live with my mom at a college because I was too broke. And she bought, she finally bought a house. My parents were not wealthy. She finally bought a house at her age at like 53 or something. It was a really cool neighborhood, but she bought like the first one. And so like they hadn't built the other like 30 houses yet. Oh. And there was like six taco trucks that showed up every day and I had no money. So I would go to like a different one, talk to learn Spanish. I was eating the tacos for lunch while I was songwriting. And I just, I fell in love with the culture. I fell in love that for $3, you can have a full meal 
eat tacos. They're, they're amazing. They're fresh. The produce is fresh. That was kind of where my love came from was uh, living in my mom's while she, while they were building houses around her place. Yeah, tacos are my favorite. I wish we had a good like street taco around here. You know, we've really grown here in Matagorda. We've got some good food going on here and good shops. Hopefully one day you can get back down here pretty soon. It's been great visiting with you and I appreciate you taking the time and thanks for the scenery. I kind of like that. It's different and I'm very proud of you. You know, I've watched you grow up and that look at that see i could never get to see that if you were sitting somewhere at home i wouldn't get to see all that stuff you wouldn't i know that's a that's a very i think this street's been in a bunch of movies i wish now i would have had mine and carried it around and could have you could have seen old home here in matagorda seeing some stuff <laughs> i should have done that you should have live, from, live that. from the boat or something yeah i know that's coming kyle's getting ready for that yeah because it's like <laughs> i'm either coming up here rolling like this or i got fish slime on me which i love the smell of trout i did too i could eat fish every day i love i love the ocean i was just in belize for about three weeks and that was so much fun that's all i yeah. ate was fish yeah yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to ask you a little different question than we normally ask. Usually it's if you're a cocktail, what would you be? But Rich O'Toole, I'm going to ask you if you were a taco, what would you be? I would be a barbacoa taco. I love barbacoa. Okay. It is my okay. favorite. All right. Well, good luck to you. Continued success. As always, I still like I said, I have all your music in my library because you've got so many songs. We didn't even go over like God and George Strait and just but you know, look up Rich O'Toole. I'm sure everybody that's listening is familiar and it's nice to get updated and see that you're doing great. You're in a good state of mind. And I'm, I'm just so proud of you. Thank you so much. And th- really, thank you for having me on there. And I, I want to go fishing with you. So uh, let's get something on the books. Come on down soon. and it'll be, it'll be cool. It'll be chill with me and Captain Ron. We'll get out there and be serious and get on some fish and wade fish a little bit if we have to and go get them. All right, cool. Love it. All right. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. Bye. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Texas Toast. If you've made it this far, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and spreading the word about us. If you'd like to support the show, whether it be through sponsorship or by subscribing on YouTube or by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Anything and everything helps. We're just getting this thing rolling with no end in sight and have some incredible interviews lined up for all of you. So please help us get the word out. We'll see you next time on Texas Toast. From as she left, I dare to say well, You can go to hell Hell, I'll go to Texas I've had my fill of every place but home Well, take away these city lights Put me on a one-way flight I'm leaving out of here tonight Just consider me My southern drawl, my swagger on my sway. Yeah, these old boots, all this cowboy hat.